Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. It's The List and your boy with Jimmy Van and Sean Ross With Jimmy and Sean, sell pills for your dong. Make a fantastic song. Make a fantastic song. And we're live. It is The List and your boy, episode number 182. Uh, as a child, I would lay awake at night, unable to sleep, wondering what it would be like when I got damn my hair's messed up. It sucks. Wondering what it would be like when we got to episode one eighty two and here we are, Jimmy. Don't you Miles. mean don't you mean you wondered what it would be like to someday run a website, uh, have somebody basically let you do whatever the hell you want and they'll pay for it, and then wonder what's gonna happen when we get to one eighty two on a podcast. Yes, I did. I needed my Ted Turner so I could be ATM Eric, and nice, nice. that's what I've got right now. Isn't that Fortune. nice? Yeah. How are you doing today, buddy? I'm very good. It's my wife's birthday after we film. Going to go hang out with her. Not even. I'm going to watch AEW once she goes to bed, probably. Like It's very rare that happens, but yeah, uh, it's been it's a, it's a crazy busy week. It, I, I've said this a couple times lately. Outside of WrestleMania 2018 season, this is the busiest I've we've ever been. It's it's nuts. I was telling you off the air that a lot of big news dropped all in one week, mostly from WWE. It just so happened that a lot of things happened in the last week. Yeah. Um, first thing I want to do is I want to uh, uh, give you a minute to kind of plug our newest creation, FightfulGaming.com. Yeah. You want to talk about Fightful Gaming? So obviously gaming is something that has exploded in recent years. I have friends who have quit their day jobs and become full-time streamers. Uh, there, there's there's a lot to it. And WDB isn't the only name in the game for video games anymore. you got Retro Mania coming out. You've got the Virtual Basement thing that we've covered heavily. Then you've got EA UFC that dropped. You might have a new boxing game coming out. Carlos Toro has done some great reporting on that. And we've had the benefit of working with people like Mike Straw, who who is heavily into gaming, Gisberto Guzzo, who is very well adept to that type of stuff. 
I want us to do that kind of thing as well. It's not like going to be an overwhelming monster venture right now, but right now we're going to start off with wrestling, MMA, boxing, and, and related gaming. We're going to have some videos of, of wrestling personalities playing wrestling content. We're going to cover some of the happenings on Up, Up, Down, Down, because there's a juggernaut right now. Jeremy Lambert has done some really good stuff there. But FightfulGaming.com, we do not have a YouTube associated with it yet. If the demand is there and eventually leads to that, we'll do that. Stop asking us to get on Twitch. We're not getting on Twitch. They kicked off the biggest streamer in the world on a whim. So what would they possibly do to us? Uh, we'd be gone within a week. Uh, who is that? We, I don't know anything about Doctor, that world. Doctor Disrespect, the one who worked with the Undertaker uh, a couple years ago, actually. Hmm. He did a he did a spot and got kicked off. There, there's a lot of hubbub around that. But we're going to be streaming some games here and there. Jeremy uh, is going to be doing that. I'll be doing that here and there. Uh, you all can always donate via super chat and all that good stuff. But yeah, we'll we'll be slowly growing. And it, it is very much a project, but one that I looked at and said, well, why, why don't we do that? We're covering video games almost every day anyway, and hopefully one day it grows out of just more than wrestling, MMA, boxing, into fighting, and then into just gaming. I think there's, there's a lot of opportunity there. Did you hear about Rusev and Lana on Twitch? I mean, I hear a lot of things about Rusev and Lana on Twitch, but what happened? They had a video banned because she was wearing a bikini. That's, yeah, see, that's so lame. Yeah, that's so they put so it up lame. on YouTube instead, and on YouTube they promoted it as that banned video of from Twitch. Yeah, and and they probably got a bunch of traffic from it. Because oh, he, they've straight. done very well. I mean, let's be honest, sex sells, and we know it. And all of their thumbnails have her in a bikini top, and why not? Because they get six figures worth of, of views every video. Yeah, guys, uh, make sure you guys leave a thumbs up, subscribe, check it out. Um, <laughs> Donate a super chat if you want your question read live on the air here at youtube.com slash Fightful. But we are on podcast platforms everywhere. Easiest way to find us, FightfulPods.com. You go there, the video's there. The audio's there. You can download it. You can stream it. You can do whatever you want. PatelRon6 says hashtag NPS Day 2, which stands for No Profanity September. I just want to see if SRS will talk like Ned Flanders or not. <laughs> we, should, we should talk about that. Tell people, in case they're not familiar, about what your little goal is for the month of September. Well, uh, as many know, I have the hashtag FTF, which stands for a profanity, but can stand for whatever you want. It can stand for whatever you want. And it was a bit of a, of a bet with Patel Ron if I could make it through an episode of of our show without cursing. He would donate a, a certain amount. And then he upped it for the whole month. And I got to tell you, yesterday, I checked my own Twitter feed multiple times to make sure that I hadn't cursed. It includes That's, Twitter, too? Yes. Oh. My social media. Okay. Uh, any appearances I do. Really? This show, even when I do Quizzlemania next week, which it's a, it's very hard to not curse at those... Uh, those guys let me tell you i think the uh, the over under is one week on that what do you think yeah i mean i gotta deal with those buttertooth brits as <laughs> one one once said and, and not curse i'm gonna make it and you offered to match the the one thousand dollar donation yes i did to whatever uh, cause you want and uh so i guess you're gonna be saying fudge that fudge fudge for, for the next friend. four weeks yeah uh steven larson they call their friends or their their fans friendos and they said friendo that friendo and i was like hey Anything works right now. Anything works. But we do have a couple more uh, super chats. Jobber, JJ 
or JTJ four nine six, Mister Dave, uh, you, you know the deal. <laughs> he says WWE fires Gallagher for speaking the speaking out movement, but use it as a storyline for Riddle. Triple H seems to be avoiding questions on Dream, almost like they don't care. They don't care about the Dream thing. That has been miserably handled. The Riddle thing, there are still some legal implications there, but he denied it. Gallagher, yes. from what I understand, admitted it. I don't like them using it for Riddle, though. I think that's stupid. I think mm -hmm. that's downright stupid, Jimmy. Especially when, obviously, it's a sore spot for his family. You know what I mean? But, I mean, that we've, we've seen them do it with Jeff Hardy, too. I mean, this is... I've always been all about putting more real life into stories because people know what's going on, but there's got to be a line somewhere. Yeah, you know? I think it's in bad taste. Here's the thing. I think if it were proven outright untrue, it would be in bad taste. Right. I think it's miserable. I think it's stupid, and I don't think they should do it. It grosses me out, and I don't like it. Uh, the same person who I'm not going to read their entire name says, Sean, I saw your tweet about the same matches and Ollie and Ricochet on main event, should they leave, why would any young talent go to WWE besides the paycheck? Well, that paycheck is a big reason, and I talked to an impending free agent, and they said, well, it's the childhood dream. That's it. That's the thing. It's the childhood dream. The, the one I think about is Kevin Owens, and, and obviously yep. Kevin Owens and Ricochet are two different situations, but Kevin Owens very publicly said, my dream as a, as a kid was to work for WWE. That's what I used to watch growing up in Quebec. He's got the WrestleMania shirts every year that he, that he customizes and everything. So a guy like him, unless they absolutely destroyed him creatively every week, Kevin Owens is not going to go anywhere else. And I agree with you. I think a lot of guys, their dream was to be a WWE superstar. And so Zack Ryder is another one who, regardless of the way they were using him, he wasn't going to go anywhere. If they hadn't have released him, he'd still be there now. Well, the thing is... Actually, I did my interview with him. Check out the Matt Cardona interview. They offered him a new deal at WrestleMania last year, and he did not take it. The funny thing is they released him. His deal was up in August, and he wasn't sure what to do. He had that, that conflict of boyhood dream, yeah. really good paycheck, but I'm 34, 35. Do I want to be doing this right now? So he was on the fence, but he said that once they, they released him, it made it – feel to him like oh, I, he felt like relieved that he didn't have to make that decision on his own right funny right. thing is they released the guy they were only going to be paying him for a month more than they did anyway because mm -hmm. his no compete was up in july his deal was up in august mm -hmm. he would be a free agent right now otherwise right right uh one other thing i want to do is i want to put over our, our friend kyler james i was about to bring that up yeah yeah so he of course is the social media manager for fightful.com and uh if you've been following us on this podcast you might know that i have a charity initiative i'm i'm uh starting or i have started called grappling with grief i thought i could do it on my own uh mm -hmm. i learned that i can't there just isn't enough hours in the day and so i've uh, brought kyler on board to handle the social media for grappling with grief and uh yeah, so good. So congrats to him. Someone who you told me had no experience doing this None. until he started with Fightful, and I think he's really good at what he does. So I, the the way that I explained it to someone is that we did him a favor by hiring us, and he does us a favor by staying. Like that's how good he's gotten. Right. He there there is no way our Twitter would be at over thirty thousand followers if I were still trying to run it while balancing my own. I would not have as many followers as I have if Kyler weren't running the Fightful account. Like, it's one of those things where you take a little bit of pressure off yourself and you give it to somebody else that you trust, and everybody benefits from it. 
and everybody has benefited from that. And Kyler has done such an awesome job. Uh, when you told me that he was up for consideration for that, I was so happy because that guy is is work ethic personified. Right. He has overcome just a ton of stuff and works really, really, really hard, and I'm so proud of him. And I also think his story is inspiring, and I talked to him yesterday and said, I would like to tell your story for grappling mm-hmm. with grief if you want to because, uh, you mm-hmm. know, no one's pressured to do anything, and he said absolutely. So we're going to get that done at some point. Awesome. So one uh, last thing, I want to send condolences to the family of Bullet Bob Armstrong. Yeah, he, uh, he passed away at the, at the age of 80. This this was not a surprise because it had been public that he was battling cancer and that he chose not to uh, take treatment for it. And so he passed away at the age of 80. Uh, patriarch of a wrestling family, of course, the road dog, Jesse James, Brad Armstrong, who passed away uh, several years ago, had a really good run. Scott, is he not still a referee in WWE? No, he got. He got OK, I couldn't remember. OK. But Scott, Steve was one of the uh, uh, Southern boys in WCW. Yes. So the patriarch of a wrestling family. And he had a good run. He was a big star. He he helped get Roddy Piper on the map as a heel. Yeah. In the territorial days when they had a, they had a program. So my condolences he to his was, family. He was amazingly close to setting a very unique record in pro wrestling. The record, I believe, verified is seven different decades wrestled in. He wrestled in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, and 2010s. Now, had he, rest, had he wrestled a match this year, it would have been seven decades, which ties the record. Here's the thing, Jimmy. His first match was 1960. So he was real close to hitting eight decades. It's crazy. Which is unbelievable. Yeah, it is. Unbe- and the thing is, we're not talking about Mae Young putting her foot on somebody and them calling it a match. Like, he worked a little bit in... Even in his old age, um, I've got just a ton of respect for him. Somebody asked me, oh, what's your favorite Bullet Bob memory? And I'm like, I hate to tell you guys, he's a little before my my time. By the time I wrestled or watched wrestling, he was 51. Mm-hmm. So my f- best memories of him was when he popped up in TNA in 2006. Oh, yeah. And he was doing stuff with Kip and his, his son, uh, Brian James. Mm-hmm. And they, they had a couple tag team title matches, and th- those are my fondest memories. And that that let me know who he was. So uh, a lot of a lot of uh, love sent to them. Queen Hannah says, Armstrong boys just lost their mom in June, and now their dad. Yeah. That's awful. That is awful. That's heartbreaking. And we definitely send our love to them. We have a couple more Super Chats. Evan Wright says, I've watched Shingo Sh- Takagi and Minoru Suzuki from this past weekend twice now. And it amazes me how awesome Suzuki is at like 52. Age is just a number. It can be just a number, but when you have the fundamentals of a guy like Minoru Suzuki and the the shoot credentials too, you're able to kind of work around some of that. And William Davis sends us a nice super chat and says, Riddle and Corbin wasn't booked any different for bringing up Riddle's home life in the 11th hour. Should have come out mad and aggressive, showed what he can do. Instead, he got worked over most of the match. Literally no reason to do that. That is WWE personified, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. You bring up something like that. Bring up the family. This has been a big thing the last couple of years. Bring up the son. Bring mm-hmm. up the wife. Mm-hmm. Bring up. It's so overdone. It was rare a couple of years ago. It is not now. I'm done with it. Leave it in the ring or something like that and use it sparingly. I'll tell you in- this, though. Sorry to cut you off, but I'll tell you this. Yeah. If I'm a wrestler in WWE and if they do want to do a story where they're targeting my family. If I'm a wrestler in WWE, I am looking up Jake Roberts, Rick Rude, 
or I'm looking up Randy yep. Savage, Jake Roberts, uh, because it's ironic that Jake Roberts wasn't both of them, but he was on different sides of the coin. Yeah. Because those were great programs. Jake Roberts was awesome with Rick Rude when Rick Rude was going after his wife. Macho Man was great with Jake Roberts when Jake was going after Elizabeth. And sometimes you got to give it to the wrestler too. And I agree with you. Like if you know the, if the 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 producer for the match, if that's how it was put together, that's not on Matt. But in terms of having to show some fire when the story's going in that direction, that is on Matt. And yeah. so I th- I think they need to look at some of these programs to see how it should be done in that situation. Yeah, I didn't like it. 50-50 booking doesn't just extend to wins and losses. I thought that that uh, Candice LeRae last night, she's the heel. She's working Casey Catanzaro. Casey Catanzaro has no creative plans, but they have something for Ca- Candice LeRae. And what's happening? Candice LeRae's selling for somebody while Casey Catanzaro's over there doing the old Bret Hart one, two, three kid look like, <laughs> okay, pal, <laughs> half her size. Like, that doesn't work. It doesn't make make a lot of sense and play to the visual uh, visual benefits or, or detriments of, of the performers. I've been able to see NXT because they don't show it in Canada. So mm-hmm. how was the Iron Man? Because I thought a four-man Iron Man was cool. That was different. It was very cool yeah. idea. It was a very cool idea. In execution, it was a rotating series of one-on-one matches, and then two people would sit outside. It, I didn't like that. And normally, I think WWE handles multiple, like every match is a multiple person match, as I say. But the four person match, I think they do it well. We had somebody bring up an even better idea on Fightful Select. They should do an Iron Man tables match. Hmm. That's an excuse to break like 10 tables in one match mm-hmm. or more. Break, or, or more, mm-hmm. as many as possible. I would, I would Can imagine it could like be that. like the, the winner could have like 12 falls. Yeah, I, I think that would be very cool. Hmm. I think that'd be a lot of fun. But uh, Ali Bazi says, me, yeah, it was him. He pitched that idea, and I think it's a pretty good idea. Let's talk about Showtime Eric Young. I don't know if he still goes by yeah. the nickname Showtime anymore. No. Uh, but back in the day, I knew him as Showtime Eric Young. So here, here's your former Impact champion and kind of everything champion in Impact Wrestling. Then he's a former, does nothing in WWE because they never book him. Uh, we're doing this on September 2nd. Last night, he recaptured the Impact Championship, and you spoke to him. So tell me, and again, I haven't, I haven't been able to watch uh, Impact. I don't think we have access up here either. So uh, how was it? How was the match, and how did he do? He did awesome. He's one of the best things about that show right now. Uh, when he came back, I thought that they – you didn't know how he was going to come back because he's a very versatile guy, and he told me that he's basically set for life. He doesn't have to wrestle if he doesn't want to. Oh, good for him. And he signed a new two-year deal with Impact. Check out that interview, guys. Um, I honestly thought it was going to be in character. It wasn't at all. He spoke very, very openly about Triple H. Said that he talked to him on Monday. Like, still talks to him. Looks fondly upon his time in NXT, but says that he thinks that he is one of the biggest mistakes that Vince McMahon has ever made. And says that Vince McMahon failed his shareholders by not utilizing him in any way. (laughs) Is that what he said? Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I admire that confidence because yeah. he's shown he can do anything. And the fact that he came back, and in his first match, he was an underwhelming surprise opponent who, by the by the end of that match at Slammiversary, I was like, that's the hottest program in the company. That shows you that shows you his level of talent. He should have won this title at Slammiversary. Eddie Edwards was a not-great transitional champion. They did the right thing getting the title onto Eric Young, and he is white hot in impact right now he is amazing good for him nothing against him but rusev was the biggest mistake 
and uh, him and Lana are money. Yeah. And and whenever I see their YouTube videos, I just shake my head and think, Vincent, man, you idiot. Rusev and Lana are money, and you screwed it up. But I mean, right right now, uh, there's a lot of people looking like mistakes. Cody Rhodes is looking like a mistake. That's fair um, too. Yep. Uh, Deanna Perrazzo is looking like a pretty big mistake. Um, gosh, who else? Eric Young. At, for the love of God, uh, the Good Brothers. They did the Impact Wrestling's highest social media numbers of all time. So it's very clear there there have been a few of mistakes. And Eric even said he's got more wins than losses, and he'll be fine, and he'll make billions of dollars. But I know that he messed up. Right. That's that's cool. All right, let's talk about Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Kyler hit me up this morning, and he said, "Do you think he's going to fight John Jones in the UFC?" And I said, "No chance." And I, think I a chance. You think there's a chance? Is he in the USADA pool? He's not. But here's the thing: John Jones has got to move up to heavyweight. Yeah. Jones ain't going to fight anybody but for the title or Brock. That's it. That it, he. he and right now, they're going to do Stipe versus Nganu for the title. So yeah. that's going to be another three, four months at least. So we're looking at Jones not fighting this year. Well, Brock's got to hit that USADA pool for six months. Yeah. I think there's a possibility because a Brock-Jones fight, millions. And if Viacom gets in the fold and they're trying to make Brock and Fedor, they'll try to do that too. I think that there will be some offers for Brock Lesnar in MMA. Oh, I'm and, not saying and, there won't be. You're right. If he fights Fedor, he does not have to get in the USADA pool. You're right, but he I... He fight Fedor next weekend if he wanted. <laughs> He'd just show up at his house, yeah. No, I, I think Brock Fedor, there's not going to be the kind of money Brock would expect because I don't think they're going to give him the kind of guarantee he'd want, and I don't think the pay-per-view is going to do what they think it would do. I Brock Jones, 100%, would be a massive fight. I just look at it like, Brock, you know, one thing about Brock Lesnar, and sometimes people look at him and they just think, oh, he's a dumb athlete. He's not stupid. No. And and Brock is 43 now, and uh, I think he might know, okay, yeah, I can make a lot of money in that fight, but I might get my ass kicked too. He might hurt his stock if he wants to you know, continue on with wrestling. I would be shocked if he does UFC. I feel like he's past that now. But uh, you're right. I mean, obviously a John Jones fight would be a, would be a big one. It sounds to me like as much ado about nothing, this whole Brock Lesnar is a free agent. It sounds like this is something that happens with him a lot. I know you have some info on it too. So yeah, what, have, the, what have you heard? There's no concern on WWE's part. They think that if he wrestles, then he'll be back there. And if he decides to fight, well, then he ain't wrestling anywhere type right. of thing. Right, yeah. So when uh, I talk to people about that, they say it happens every year. It's just happening a little bit longer this year than, than most because there are circumstances and all that. But there's no real concern. Right. I mean, when would you use him again? I mean, I'm sure he can get across the border. I mean, you know, he it's it's WWE, their essential Ethan, business. Ethan Page and Josh Alexander getting across the border. Warren Hayes got across the border. <laughs> Brock Lesnar got across the border. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think and, it comes down if he wants to. Plus, he he was there for WrestleMania. So right, right, and that and things were worse then in terms of the the perception. Yeah. So. Let's talk about Roman Reigns. So last week on this podcast, I said that I, I wasn't feeling the idea of him getting a shot at the title a week after coming back unless they book him as a heel. And now that I have seen uh, what they did, I'm okay with it uh, because he was a heel through and through, the whole contract thing, showing up late into the match. I saw that you said, might have been on the post-show podcast, you said lazy because they didn't change his music and didn't change his gear. I was even okay with that because he's a heel. 
because mm-hmm. I look at it like it gives fans another reason to shit on. To bitch at, yeah. So it's for that reason, out. yeah, for that reason, I'm okay with it. If he was going to come back and be the big dog again, and Vincent Man's going to make him the guy again, and all of that, then it would all be garbage. But because he's a heel, I'm okay with all of it, and and uh, so I want to see where it goes. But I have no problem with it. Seeing Heyman come out there and Roman signs the contract when those guys have been kicking each other's ass for ten minutes already, I was all right with all of it. You know? Yeah, I was. I was saying like that little thing, that little bit of of just. It's not a heavy thing, but it is just not changing the music, not changing something like that. Like I do wish he had new music because I think this is the way. While there aren't fans to condition them to new music, that way you don't have to worry about that. But that little bit, that little bit, it is something that's just like okay, that gives you a reason to complain. And yeah. I, I mean, that, that's what I mean. That's a good thing from a heat perspective because that's not going to cause anybody to just be like, oh, I don't like this story. Right, right. I mean, if you're looking to get heat for the guy, eventually they are going to have fans back. And when they hear that donut, they're going to boo because uh, they've, yeah. they've been conditioned and he's a heel now. And so to me, it's kind of a win-win. So as so long as he's replace, a heel. Just replace that beat with Michael Cole saying big dog to that cadence. <laughs> big dog. <laughs> Big dog, big dog. <laughs> it's kind big of like the dog, dog. barking to uh, uh, what? What's what Christmas song is it? Jingle bells. Yes, same yes. kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, we have a super chat. Uh, Wild boy, great to see him in the chat. Our our good friend. He's uh, had a rough go of it. He says, "Happy birthday to my wife." And says, "If fightful cooking ever becomes a thing, I'm your chef." That's a goal of mine. When things open up, I need to eat some of Wild Boy's cooking for sure. Love seeing him here. Uh, we got a lot of love for him. Queen Hannah says, I don't even know if I can say that Eric Young is a WWE mistake because they made a decision, and I doubt they regret it because they can't see past their own nose. Is that a Triple H joke? Uh, that's cute. That's cute. I agree with her, though. I, I, don't yeah. think Vince, I don't think Vince ever looked at him as anything. I don't think he did. And, to, and him, to him, a couple million extra dollars for the company is like, wow, well. Could have happened. Yep, yep. And I mean, Insanity had a lot of potential. And Nikki Cross, remember when she was, you know, acting all nuts? And there was a lot yeah. of potential for that group. Vince, I don't think, saw anything in it from the start, just like EC3. I don't think he saw anything in it from the start. And I think he almost called them up because, you know, Hunter was putting them over in NXT. But uh, it is what it is. I really hope that, and again, not that I want to overshadow Eric Young, but I really hope that Rusev crushes it. Uh, which I think he will in Japan or wherever he else he ends up after that. I hope he cr- does usually crush. I know, I know, but I, I hope he really kills it, and I hope that you know a year from now Vince has to open up the wallet to try to get him back because yeah, me too. what a waste of an opportunity with that guy and Lana together. What a what a package those two oh, are. Oh, big time. Yeah. Speaking of uh, what a package, Dante V says wore my Dong Lord shirt to see my partner. Thought it would bring out the hammer, but got a huge eye roll instead. Ten out of ten. Would buy again. Well, please do. That way, Jimmy can stop complaining about the number of sales. Yeah, I don't think we've hit the number yet. Eh, Well, go go buy a Dong Lord shirt. Shop. uh, Is it shop.fightful.com? There you go. There you go. Uh, DJ Cass says, do you think guys think it's a coincidence that Retribution is now apparently just a part of Raw since Roman Reigns is back on SmackDown? Here's the thing. The only way that it could make any sense if it's just on Raw is if Heyman leads them too, and his in ret- the Retribution is him leading people back because he lost his gig. Like that's, I'm so. Ugh. So to me, I, I guess the first thing we should say is that it was John Pollock from Post that reported yeah. that that Retribution is going to be exclusive to Raw. To me, we're a broken record on this, but to me, this is the latest in a very long line of Vince McMahon isms. 
This is the latest of Vince McMahon. Let's let's try this idea. And he's really excited because it's week one. So let's try this idea. And by week two, he's already moved on. He's already lost interest and changed his mind or he's got people whispering in his ear, whatever it is. I feel like that's what it was. I feel like he was really hot week one. And then he kind of cooled off because he just decided maybe it's because Roman's back. So now I'm going to focus on that. And so now Retribution's on the back burner, and I feel like that's all it was. And uh, I don't know. Have you heard anything about if if one of the reasons they're not on SmackDown is because Fox had a problem with it? Do you know? I don't think that Fox had a problem with it. No, because remember when they became TV 14 that week, and I figured it was because of Retribution? Yeah, I don't think that. I haven't heard that. I haven't heard anything about that. Queen Hannah says... I think that means the people in Retribution will be from NXT and SmackDown. Any thoughts on that, Jimmy? Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it would have to be a Raw guy as the leader, like an established yeah. Raw guy as the leader, because that would make sense. Otherwise, it could be. Maybe somebody from the SmackDown brand we haven't seen in a while who, who's yeah. going to come back and be the leader. I don't know. Obviously, whatever they do, they've got to do something that's going to make it make sense, because otherwise, you saw this group on SmackDown a week or two ago just destroy the place. And now they're not there at all. It, it makes zero yeah. sense unless there's a story behind it. And I don't have a lot of faith in Vince, but we'll see. Yeah, I don't either. No. I don't either. It and comes off to me sad. like he just lost interest. That's how it comes off. Yeah. Oh, and as a matter of fact, I should mention this. Uh, I believe it was Alex Pulaski who said this. On the edited Hulu version of Raw, they cut out all of the retribution stuff this week. <gasps> Jeez. And if that's the case, it kind of shows that the interest level of retribution is just not what it was even two weeks ago. It was always a Band-Aid for something that needed staples and stitches. Yeah, it was right after the earnings call. Right after the earnings call is when they did it. And to me, the best way to have something like that happen, if you want it to go away, is have one person come out and beat up all of them and say, and don't come back, and then you never see them again. And that person is the person who... Wrote off retribution. That's the person who ran them off. There you go. And they're like, do I have to do everything around here type of thing? Like, you all, the rest of the roster couldn't do it. I did. Just do it with somebody. I don't, I don't care if it's Baron Corbin at this point. Mm-hmm. Just do it with somebody. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I don't and, have a and, lot and of faith. You guys want to do it with somebody. You'll want to make sure that your penis is extremely hard. Our friends at Blue Chew can make sure that that happens. Now, I can't curse right now. Through the Everybody pay attention in case he does. Yeah, because Jimmy hates charity. If there's one thing that I've learned, <laughs> Jimmy hates charity. Despise but it. let me tell you, you'll be donating a few inches of your own, if you know what I'm saying, thanks to BlueChew.com and that code FIGHTFUL. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work, but they work a lot faster. I've told you time and time again, if you're not ready, they'll get you ready. But Blue Chew is a chewable, so it gets into your system a lot faster, and it's ready whenever you are. It's shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. You don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy. You don't have to wait in line at the doctor because it's prescribed online with Blue Chew affiliated physicians that will get you there. You don't have to have a problem to use Blue Chew. Let me tell you, I know a few things about donating inches, whether it be hair or something else. Blue Chew will get you there. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. 
so he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Leave. You know what? Maybe you had a rough go of it last time, and you want some retribution. Maybe your sexual performance was so bad that you wouldn't go, you you showed up next time in a ski mask like, oh, I'm just so ashamed of myself. Which, granted, you probably should not be showing up to sexual encounters with a ski mask. That's weird, unless it's prearranged. I'm not here to judge. I'm not here to kink shame. But Blue Chew, it'll change things. You'll, you'll, you'll be loud and proud. I'll say that. And even, even in the middle of No Profanity September, you'll get it done. Hit them up at Blue Chew. Let them know you heard about them from us. But use that code FIGHTFUL. Get your first shipment free. All you got to do is pay $5 shipping. Hot diggity darn. That's my ad read. Use Blue Chew if you want to become iconic. And speaking of iconic. That was a bad one. I, really I know, bad. but I was, I was trying Terrible. my best to just kind of get away from what you're doing. I was trying. It was either that or Moro Ronaldo, so I, I went with the more obvious of the two. Yeah. Um... What are your thoughts on what they did? I, we've seen tag teams split up, obviously, a lot in, in, in WWE over the years. I can't recall a team ever being forced split when they don't want to. Can you recall that ever happening in storyline? Usually oh, yeah. they split because there's dissension. When's the last oh, time? Oh, like that. Yeah. yeah. When's the last time they split when they didn't want to, when they wanted to be together? I'm not sure. And what's, the, and what's the purpose and point behind that? That doesn't make so any I, sense. So as far as the Raw Underground thing, I was told that's not supposed to have any major implication on storyline outside of just their split. Uh, Vince is high on Peyton. I don't know what's going on with Billy. Everybody's like, oh, Billy got beat up, so she's leaving the company. Mm. And when I say everybody, I mean fans, not people Mm. that I've spoken to. I think that they both have good singles careers ahead of them. I think that there is a spot for a Santino Morella that is a woman, and I don't mean Santina Morella. Mm -hmm. I think there is a spot for what Billy Kay does as a comedy wrestler, and there's going to be a lot of people that take that as an insult. That is not an insult. That is a fantastic compliment because WWE does not book their women to be funny. They book them to be jealous and vindictive and like mean girls, and that's it. Billy Kay is funny. She is. Really, really funny, and there is a spot for that, and you don't have to win in that spot to stay over. Look at R-Truth. Look at Santino Morella. Look at Toru Yano. Look at all these people who made a great career and do it. And not just that, they're making great careers into their 40s, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. So I think Truth I think is that, pushing 50, isn't he? Yeah, he's pushing 50. Toro yeah. is 42. Santino was an older fella. Yeah, he's like, late 40s now, and he's trying to come back. Yeah, he's, he's 46 now, and I think he kind of wrapped up his stuff in, like, 2014. Because mm-hmm. I know for a while, like, the world did not know his real age. He was like four or five years older than what, what everybody thought. But I think, I think that this will benefit both of them, but they need some more tag teams. Yeah, and it's funny you mentioned that because I, I actually wrote that down. When you look at the women's tag division in WWE right now, so the Kabuki War- Warrior split because Kyrie Sane went home. Bailey and Sasha have been teasing dissension forever. Nia Jackson, and Shayna Baszler are the champs who hate each other. Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan is confusing because they got matching gear. 
And yet Liv Morgan appears on the after show saying, I don't know if I can trust her. When they're going out there with matching gear, that's, that's weird. And now the Iconics split up. They clearly don't give a damn about the women's tag team division. They don't. They don't. And I understand, you know, I get it, Peyton Royce. Because Peyton Royce does look like a star. She does. She, she, she kind of looks like the prototypical Vince McMahon, you know, female superstar. Uh, and so I understand that he wants to give that a run. But for them, out of nowhere, basically, hey, guess what? The scene's been together. They've been, you know, together in WWE for five years. They went to high school together. They wrestled in Australia together. And tonight, uh, if they lose, they're splitting up. For no reason at all. Yeah. And, and I, I felt for Billy Kay because the pre-match interview they did, her, her emotion gave it away. Yeah. And, yeah. and how do you blame her? They've been together for years, and she was probably told that day when she got to the building, <laughs> this is what we're doing. You know what I mean? It, it was the ninth match in their feud. Right. They did this stuff to death. Yeah. I had somebody very high up in WWE say, oh, what advice do you have on the show? What, what would you change? And I said, it's hard to get invested when you see the same people wrestle 50 times. And not only that, Jimmy, they just had a pay-per-view match. Why wasn't this the pay-per-view? Why didn't they build this? They got five minutes out of a loser splits match, Jimmy. Right. That's right. a raw main event. I With don't no care. promotion, yeah. Yeah. That's a raw main event because it has stakes. It has something that people should care about. And then you and people are like, well, like, what about Raw Underground? Well, you know what? You could move things around. You could fix it. You could do it. Uh, they should have gotten more out of this. That's the thing that infuriates me. They, they try to draw blood from a stone when they don't have anything. But then when they have something, a team splitting up, a top contender match, that five minutes, let's move on. That is so backwards. Yeah, that should have been a much bigger story than it was. Yeah. And, and uh, as for Nia and Shayna, I think they should probably hit NXT for a little while, honestly. Uh, Riot Squad should get a lot of wins. And if I were Nia and, and uh, Shayna, I would go to NXT because you have Caden Carter and Casey there. You have Dakota and Raquel there. You could even, uh, like, they're teasing that Candice LeRae and Tegan Knox want to be friendly with each other, even though one's a face and one's a heel. I would have them challenge for the titles, and that's what leads to the dissension between those two. All along the way, Riot Squad wins matches, and they're like, hey, get back to Raw and defend these titles. And you, you've got programs set up. Uh, I think that's how they'll do these tag titles. Every couple months, they'll switch brands and mm -hmm. they'll change focus. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm cool with it too. And and again, they have to get rid of, you know, all the women's teams hate each other. They got to get rid of it because in the case of Ruby and Liv, number one, everybody knows they're friends. Number yeah. two, they've, they've worked hard to get matching gear. And yeah. so to have them out there saying, oh, I don't know if I can trust her. So why are you wearing matching yeah. gear? Why did you go that extra mile? Yeah. You know what I mean? You trusted her to send her measurements to the right. tailor. Apparently, <laughs> right. It's so like, silly. It's let me so tell silly. you, I had a wedding, and you couldn't tra trust your own groomsman to get that, that information in. <laughs> Come on now. Yeah, we, that's pretty silly. Well, we, you, have Evan, we have Evan Wright saying, I want Rusev to run the Goto Ishii Shingo Suzuki gauntlet. Just have to tour to see if he can handle the New Japan style with all the hard hitters. Oh, he can handle he can that do it. style. No problem. He no can problem. do that without an issue. Yeah. Dennis Ruth says, do you think the Retribution storyline is just there for Survivor Series? It's a way to give another twist to the brand versus brand thing WWE does. 
I don't think I don't think they should ever do brand versus brand one month after a draft. I agree, I especially so. wearing the T-shirts. You know, we got to yeah. wear that red T-shirt. It's also Gotta. stupid. And one other thing about Retribution I just thought of. So uh, towards the end of Raw, they did the thing where uh, uh, they, they came in through the door and Angel Garza was there with whatever the hell that girl's name is. And then they came in and then Angel Garza ran off, right? Demi Burnett. That's it. Yeah. So they do this thing where, oh, my goodness, Retribution's still here because they they came into the building and they chased Angel Garza. From that, they went right to the main event match, Mm -hmm. and uh, the commentators were like, okay, moving on. And I just thought to myself, it doesn't. It's it's just a story now. It's it's not a threat. It's nothing. It's just a story. That's all it it is. It could be worse, man. I watched that Impact show last night, and Tennille Dashwood, which I teased on Twitter, came back, and Eric Young Won the title, and Josh Matthews acted like he was at a golf tournament. Wow! <laughs> he won the title. <laughs> Tennille is back. Nobody knew about this. So he was Paul Bearer all of a sudden? Pretty much. They're, okay, on Reddit, a lot of people trash him. They call it his big boy voice. Oh. I'm like, oh, man. I know he does a lot of different things, and he's got a lot on his plate, but yeah. they got to find a better commentary team. I mean, I will say this. I'm all about having confidence in your abilities. And, and Eric Young, same thing when he said whatever he said, he was the biggest mistake or whatever. I'm all about having confidence in your abilities. But I remember Josh Matthews at one point a few years ago, he said that he was the best commentator in the business or something. Mm-hmm. And it's one thing to be confident. It's another thing to be unrealistic. He was but, miles better at WWE. I'll tell you that much. But he impact ain't doing it for me. Well, you mentioned Daniel Dashwood, so I guess I'll mention this. Isn't it ironic that AEW has all this money and they have all this distribution, and yet TNA or Impact, Tenniel Dashwood, Deanna Perrazzo, Jordan Grace, Taya, Rosemary, Kylie Ray, Kimberly, their women's division beats the shit out of AEW. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. my question for you is, how did that even happen? Do you think it's because the women in Impact, they like the fact they have more freedom, they're not exclusive? Like, how did this even get to this point where their division is just miles ahead of AEW? Well, a few things. One, Jordan Grace signed before AEW was a thing. I wonder how that would go. I wonder if she would be in, uh, if she would be in a Ring of Honor even with Jordan Gresham uh, or Jonathan Gresham, not Jordan Gresham. Uh, but Deanna, where she get, she ain't gonna go to ROH. Her and Marty had the fallout personally. Yeah. Marty's boys with everybody in AEW. I'm still surprised that Tony didn't say, you know what? I don't care. I need somebody. Uh, to Neil, this is my assumption. My assumption, based on the amount of time or the amount that Tennille works, is that she doesn't necessarily want to show up every week, and that's her right. And if she wants to do that, so be it. Rosemary, she is an Impact mainstay. I don't know if the pace of AEW would be quite what it is. Kylie Ray is somebody that AEW obviously wanted and had big plans for. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kiera Hogan is one that I think AEW should have snatched up. I think they should have snatched her up. They should have brought her in. Kimberly was trying to reestablish herself, and Impact was the place that brought her in. Surprised AEW wasn't, because they, they've been doing that method where they get you on dark, and mm-hmm. if they like you, they keep you. I think that AEW will get there. It is really unfortunate that they lost Britt Baker, Reho, and Chris Statlander all at the same time. True. That sucks. Yeah, that yeah and sucks there's no, no way that you can plan for that either. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if AEW tried to sign Taya at the end of the year. Right. Well, not only did WWE lose Renee Paquette, which is what I get to call her again, 
but uh, they have also officially lost Mauro Ranallo. They released a statement on August 31st. Uh, they said, WWE and Mauro Ranallo have mutually and amicably agreed to part ways. Mauro's passion and enthusiasm left indelible and exciting mark with WWE and its fans, and we wish him the best in his future endeavors. I saw a lot of people were saying, oh, well, they, uh, they brought in Wade Barrett, so that makes sense, even though one's color and one's play-by-play, so one yeah. has nothing to do with the other. What are your thoughts on this? I've heard that he's back home in British Columbia. His mother's not doing well. It's not surprising to me just because with COVID, he hasn't been there any week already. But uh, yeah. what are your thoughts? Well, one, he's going to be just fine. <laughs> He'll be just fine. He is one of the most in-demand voices in wrestling slash MMA period. He was fine before WWE got a hold of him. He was making uh, things work for New Japan on Access, and he's you know, does any number of MMA and boxing shows. So he'll be fine financially. Personally, that's what you got to wonder about because of his issues, because of his family, and I wish the best for him. Uh, I know he's he's battled an awful lot of stuff. Uh, honestly, probably a pretty good person for you to talk to for your project if, if you ever get the opportunity. Yeah. But um, I, I, I know a lot of people don't like him because of the pop culture references. To me, nobody has called an NXT TakeOver match quite like Mauro Ranallo. You know what? When he was strictly an MMA commentator, I'll admit I wasn't a big fan. Yeah. Because you know how he has a tendency? He doesn't like to use the same word over and over, so he'll look for synonyms. Sure. So, for example, instead of saying round, he'll stay stan- uh, stanza. Yeah. Because he wants to have different words. He used to annoy me with H-bomb and all that stuff, but he grew on me over time. And once I kind of learned his story, mm-hmm. then then he really kind of grew on me. The fact that he called Mayweather McGregor, went back to his hotel room that night, and and basically hated his life after the biggest professional night of his life. Thought he did a shitty job when he didn't, kind of thing. He's dealt yeah. with a lot in his in his life, and uh, yeah, you're you're fine. You're right. He'll be fine. He's got kind of an international name. I think Frank Shamrock is his manager, so uh, he'll be fine. I'm not too concerned about him. Do you think they're going to go with Vic Joseph full time now in NXT? I think they should give him a go. Yeah. They've got him there. Yeah. They should probably give him a go. Uh, let him be a little bit more loose because what happened on Raw was not for him. It just wasn't. Eh. Uh, as for Morrow, and, and you mentioned how he would use different words, synonyms, I like that. I like that he wasn't redundant. I am not a, a heavily experienced commentator, but a lot of times when I would lead doing MMA shows, when we would have a break in between fights, I would have to lean over and tell a color commentator who was about 95% of the time a former fighter who was there as a guest. I would I would set them up for analysis. I'd be, oh, isn't that right, Joe? And they would go, absolutely. And then they would say that same thing over and over again. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, hey, switch it up. Say yeah. Say sure. Say yes. Say something like that. So I admire that that switch up that he does. You ever seen John Cena's appearance on Howard Stern? No, I haven't. It was, I think, 2005 or six, and Cena was right kind of in the thicket when it came to the John Cena character in WWE with the colorful shirts and and the kid-friendly guy. He was so nervous, and you could see it on his face. He was so nervous going on a show where the guy was going to be asking about, you know, his sexual conquests and stuff. He must have said the word absolutely 173 times Yep, because he was so nervous. So Stern would be like, so uh, you were a bodybuilder. Absolutely. You you did this. Absolutely. Yeah. You should go back and watch that on YouTube. Uh, if you all want to see the worst commentary that I've probably ever seen in my life, look up John Jones' first pro MMA fight. It was a regional fight. It was hilariously bad. It was the worst commentary I think I've ever heard from the color commentator. It was so bad. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, so AEW All Out is this weekend. What are you most looking forward to 
on the all-out card? In ring, Omega and Page against FTR. From a, a momentous perspective, Moxley and MJF, because it's two winners. And that's the thing. So is M- FTR and MJF, or FTR and Omega and Page. But those two matches are the ones that stand out. And, Jimmy, those should be the matches that stand out. Your world title match, your tag match, even the women's title match. Like, you got champion versus champion. Hikaru Shida against Thunder Rosa, that's mm-hmm. awesome. So the three anchors or what I'm most looking forward to, and I think that's pretty awesome. I'm with you on the Moxley match. For me, what interests me about Omega and Paige, even though you're right, it'll be good in the ring, I'm interested because Paige got kicked out of the Elite. Yes. So storyline-wise, I'm interested how they kind of handle that one. I'm also interested in the Mimosa Mayhem match because Jericho, I think, is going to take a dip. So I I, I want to see Chris Jericho doing the dog paddle in a a tank of Mimosa. I want Mike Tyson to show up, knock him out, into the thing of Mimosa. That could happen. So hopefully it's not too deep, you know? But uh, that'll be interesting. And then even though I've never been a big fan of the Casino Battle Royal concept, I'm at least intrigued by the idea that they might have somebody show up because they tend to do that, you know? Mm -hmm. So that should be interesting too. And then, of course, Broken Rules is going to be cinematic. And uh, Sammy Guevara is awesome, so I'm curious to see what they do in that one. I, I think no chance Matt Hardy loses since they put his career on the line. Yeah. But, uh, but we'll see how that goes. Now, I want to ask you a couple things about AEW because I saw you posted something on Fightful Select about this. So AEW, we're doing this on September 2nd. They're running unopposed tonight because NXT aired on Tuesday night because of the NHL playoffs. Next yeah. week, NXT is airing on Tuesday night again because of the NHL playoffs, meaning that AEW is going to be unopposed again. And I think coming off all out, they're going to do a good number next Wednesday. What are you hearing about USA because – I kind of look at it from the perspective of, you know, Vince McMahon, if he has any say in it, he's going to want that competition. But USA, USA wants the numbers. So what are you hearing about it? Well, you're scooping our Fightful Select story that I've posted. It's okay. If, if, if anybody okay. watches. Well, in, okay. this, in this one case, if anybody's watching, listen to you, boy, let them have a little, a little scoopski. I do that every single week, Jimmy. But uh, this is something that I actually have spoken with people uh, around NXT, USA, and some other sources with over the past couple months. When I got the story about the WWE draft and when that was going to happen, I sat on that for a month. And the the month before, I had heard about this NXT changing nights thing. So NXT is on Tuesday nights this week, next week because of NHL. I'm told this is a test run uh, via a circumstance. It wasn't something that they said, ah, test run. Mm-hmm. It happened via a circumstance, and they're like, oh, okay. They've liked the numbers, and the, in the past, NXT on, on Tuesdays is something that USA has floated to WWE, and I'm told that WWE has been receptive to it. Really? There is no imminent change. There is no, okay, it's going to happen, but WWE is receptive to it. Or I'll say this. They haven't pushed back on it from what I understand. Uh, NXT or USA knows that NXT has the war, but you know if they could get 150, 200,000 more viewers, mm-hmm. they're more worried about that than a silly war uh, that, that is being used to harm other wrestling companies uh, as opposed to help their own. So that's what I've heard. No imminent change. I did reach out to WWE shortly before running the story, and I'll update if they responded, but yeah. Interesting. I, I still would be surprised if they move off Wednesday. I would. I, yeah. I, would, I would feel like Vince McMahon would have a big problem with it. I, I, I feel like Vince McMahon would think we're just going to make AEW stronger by moving. Uh, but if we're being honest, 
And this has nothing to do with the talent rosters. I mean, obviously, AEW versus NXT. AEW has a lot more stars on their show than NXT does. But if we're being honest, the aesthetics alone, NXT cannot compete with AEW when they're in Daly's place. It's a much better venue. When the show goes on the air, the the sun's just coming down kind of thing. It's just a much nicer-looking venue on television than that dark, dingy little arena that they're in at Full Sail. They can't compete with AEW. They can't. So, I agree. so I, I look at it like, why not move and and get more viewership? Because you, you potentially risk NXT or uh, USA saying it's not worth it to us. We were averaging nine hundred thousand before in that time yeah. slot. You know what I mean? I completely agree. So I completely agree. We'll see what happens. I I really feel like Vince is going to fight tooth and nail to to keep him on Wednesday uh, in competition, but. We'll see what happens with it. I don't know. The other thing I wanted to kind of get your, your thoughts on, and obviously, you know, we're, we're just kind of predictors on this. Renee Young. Mm-hmm. So everybody's been, you know, kind of speculating, oh, is she going to do AEW? Is she going to get opportunities uh, uh, in the sports, you know, network world? She herself has said she's going to keep working with Fox whenever they do like a backstage special or anything like that. She, yeah. uh, she did an interview with the Sports Illustrated Media podcast talking about a lot of stuff about WWE and, you know, issues. You couldn't tweet about her husband. Uh, nobody checked in about when she got COVID-19, whatever. But one thing that I thought was interesting was they asked her about AEW and her future. And this was one comment from Renee Young. She said, everything they're doing there is great, and there could be a ton of spots where I could step in and do something there. I, think I read she'll do something. Yeah. I think so, too. Now, she said that her non-compete is longer than the typical 90 days, mm-hmm. going to take her into probably 2021. I, after reading that, because I, I was kind of one of these guys who thought she's going to go into the sports world, and she still could. Charlie Caruso yeah. does both. Scott Stanford does both. So she still could. But uh, Joseph does both. Does he do both as well? Okay. Yeah, he, he still calls basketball games sometimes. Okay. And I think Todd Grisham used to as well back in the day. Yeah. So I, I, I can kind of understand. But uh, after reading that, I absolutely think she's going to do stuff in AEW. And I think she would be great in that environment. I feel like they would have a better uh, knowledge or a better understanding of how to utilize her. And so I think she's going to go. And to be honest with you, because the people involved with AEW, they're more inclined to not hide what people know. Mm -hmm. I could absolutely see them throwing her in with Moxley somehow on that show. Oh, yeah, for sure. I I think they'll find a way to do it. Um, I think that Fox will try to hang on to her. I would not be shocked to see her as a sideline reporter for hockey. It would not shock me to see her do anything. I think when when I heard that ESPN passed on her before her WWE deal, I was shocked. I was shocked because she is exactly what you want. Somebody with personality – not only that, that isn't fake, that everybody really likes. I agree. Did you see her uh, her audition tape? Have you seen that? For ESPN? WWE. No, for WWE. Oh, no, I haven't. She had to sell, what the hell was it? I think it might have been like a mic pack, and then they told her it was something else. I think they told her it was a bug zapper or something. Yeah. And she had to sell that that thing just like, didn't they have Bischoff? Didn't he have to sell a broom or something? He had to sell a broom. Yeah, yeah. So Vincent Mann's big on doing that. So Renee Young had to sell this whatever it was, Bug Zapper or whatever. And yeah. she did good, okay. man. I, I have seen that. And uh, I have to sell some Super Chats. So donate a Super Chat. Any amount, get your question or statement read on the air. Podcast Wiz 2010 says, with Becky and Charlotte out, who does Raw need? Uh, somebody to book their division better. That's who they need. Because <laughs> they got plenty of talent over there. And SmackDown's hurting. 
They need somebody to book their show better. They need to use Bianca Belair. That's what they need to do. I agree. They need to have someone on the on the committee that's focused on the women. It used to be Dana Warrior, but, you know. Yeah. Dana Evan Warrior. Wright says, love the stip for the AEW eight-man tag tonight. The winners get to face each other at All Out. Got to work together to get a pay-per-view payday. That makes sense to me. I love it, Jimmy. I love it. You team up on Tuesday or Wednesday, and and you can develop some dissension. You can develop some issues, but it makes sense for Saturday. I really like this. I think it's clever. We've talked about this. One thing I loved about Gorilla Monsoon is he always talked about the money. Yep. And and you think if you were watching the show, would think, so why are they wrestling again? You know? Ultimately, it's for the money. Dusty Rhodes, he would always say they're going to the pay window. Yeah, and obviously the, the more opportunities you get, the more money you're going to make. If you get an opportunity to do something on a pay-per-view, you're going to make more money. It, it makes yep. sense. Yep. I had the opportunity to uh, lose about $1,000 this week, smash my phone. Oh, I thought you were talking about because you almost swore. No, I mean, <laughs> that'll probably happen too, unfortunately. I mean, you, but, got, you got like, what, 28 days to go, bud? Yeah, it's tough. It's already tough. Oh, man. I'm going to do it. I got to tell you, so I'm kind of a devil's advocate a little bit. I have like an angel here, and I got a devil here. So the angel wants me to say, okay, I will up it to $5,000 if you can go the month without swearing. Yes. The devil wants me to just say 10000 bucks and swear your ass off. So I'm kind of... Well, okay, so here's the thing. (laughs) That can accomplish a lot. Oh, yeah, really? And But this isn't for you. This is supposed to be for charity initiatives, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Not yeah. for me. No. Jeez, Jimmy. Oh, what man. charity initiatives are we talking? Let me Give me an idea. What I are we talking about? I don't about? know yet. I haven't even thought. Oh. I haven't even got that far ahead. But, I mean, jeez, man. Think about it, because you know what I might do? I might wait until, say, the 25th. Uh-huh. And see if you've struggled for like three weeks and you've been successful in not swearing. I'm struggling and now, Jimmy. That's what I'm saying. So by the twenty fifth by the twenty fifth, you'll be really struggling. I might wait till like the twenty fifth and say, Yeah, ten grand swear. Go ahead. Man. Eloquent says AEW made TV guides top one hundred shows. WWE didn't. That's kind of, that's pretty impressive. I don't think much of it. Yeah. I figured uh, you lived and died by TV guide, Jimmy. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Seinfeld, was it? Yeah, no, yeah. no, no. I The reason I don't think much of it is because, uh, number one, these things are sometimes political, and number two, given the television landscape, you know that a lot of the networks do not think that they're going to have enough new programming come the, the regular season, which is coming up here shortly. Yeah, And it's just a very difficult time. Nothing against AEW, but if this was a regular year, they wouldn't be in the top 100 of that list. It's just a different time. And Michael Perry says, first of all, FTF. Secondly, who do you think the women's ta- or do you think the women's tag division survives the year? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, oh yeah, think it's oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, they're not going to get rid. And to be honest, I really like the fact that it jumps brands. I like that. Like you said, uh, yeah. they can go to NXT, they can go back to SmackDown later. I like it. It's a golden ticket, and you all know how stingy I am about the brand split. But when it makes sense, it makes sense, and that makes sense. If they did that for all the other titles, I'd be all right with it too. But they, they make their own rules. It's just, I like the term, they pick fights with their own imagination sometimes. Yeah. And they, they cause issues within the context of their own show. I agreed. I want to ask you one thing about AEW and the NWA. 
because I know that you're, you're you, either you have spoken to or you're going to speak to Thunder Rosa. So I want to yeah, ask you this. Okay, so apparently it's a deal between Corgan directly and AEW to, to, to get her in. My question for you is, do you think that this could lead to more, I don't know if you want to call it a talent exchange because it's only going one way, but do you think this could lead to, say, Nick Aldis, the NWA champion, appearing on Dynamite? I do. Yeah. I do think it could. Um, they have re-upped some deals, which I'll, I'll have more on. But, yeah, I think that they could uh, end up doing some more stuff because I don't think NWA is going to run outside of those UWN shows uh, this year. Yeah, and since you mentioned that, um, I'll mention that too. September 15th is going to be the first UWN pay-per-view. Nick, Nick Aldis against Mike Bennett for the NWA title. And I thought that they had reported previously or had announced previously that they were going to be weekly pay-per-views. But uh, Nick Aldis was asked about it, and he said that the United Wrestling Network might be doing weekly pay-per-views, but the NWA is not going to provide them with content every week. They yeah. said, he said that they will occupy time on certain weeks, but not mm-hmm. every week, uh, which, is, which is smart because it wasn't going to yeah. work anyway. Yeah, it's a co-promotion. It's, it's really nothing. Man, my hair is messed up, Jimmy. I'm about to curse over that. I don't know why you care so much. Yeah, Evan Wright says, give me Hangman versus James Storm, bar <laughs> fight cowards. Well, I'll tell you this. They don't need the NWA to do that. More on that this week. Fightfulselect.com. Nice. Subscribe. Hey, I've got podcasts <laughs> there every day. My Q&A show is going to drop tonight. My NXT AEW review tomorrow. Uh, Fightfulselect.com. Please subscribe. It's the most direct way to support us every month. Because Patreon is lame, we lose like 80 subscribers the first day because of Patreon's weird methods. So re-up over there if you all haven't. Check it out. And tomorrow... We've got a loaded day. I got to interview Ricky Starks. I got Tony Khan media call. I'm doing all out predictions with Luke Owen of Wrestle Talk uh, over here on Fightful. So we've got a lot of stuff coming. Awesome. And if you go to FightfulSelect.com after this, we're going to do the list goes on. We're going to talk about lazy booking. We're going to talk New Japan, MLW, Sami Zayn, Austin Theory, Rey Mysterio, and some other stuff. So uh, FightfulSelect.com, the list goes on, and we got that coming for you. Yep. Anything else? That's all I got for you today, bud. Guys, leave a thumbs up, subscribe. All that stuff helps. We are here Saturday night with an all-out post show. We got shows every day. You know the drill. Until next time, we're out. Subscribe to Fightful on YouTube for the latest exclusive podcast, interviews, and news across boxing, MMA, and pro wrestling. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.